is Winning Cures Everything. I'm your host, Gary Seegers. You can follow me on Twitter at GaryWCE. You can follow the show at Winning Cures on Twitter. You can also follow the show at WinningCuresEverything.com or Facebook.com slash WinningCuresEverything. Hit the subscribe button on YouTube and hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever your favorite app is. Knock those things out. Today's rundown. Super Bowl quick reaction. Adnan Verk was fired from ESPN. We'll explain why and, and how crazy it is. And Art Bryles is interviewing for an offensive coordinator position at Southern Miss. And then, of course, we got basketball picks. Uh, another over 500 weekend. Not bad. I'll, uh, I'll explain the picks and everything in a little bit. Um, the show, as always, brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. They've got six incredible sports books over at tunicatravel.com. That's where you find the information for where you need to go to place your bets. Uh, hopefully all of you won your bets on the Super Bowl. There were 4 billion different prop bets and whatnot. I had Sony Michelle over 77.5. I had James White over 6.5 receptions. That did not work out well, um, but the Sony Michelle one did. Then I had Gladys Knight at minus 170 for wearing a skirt or dress as opposed to pants. Uh, so I hit... Two of the three prop bets, and then I had uh, about eight units on the Pats minus two and a half, and that hit. So, successful evening for me. Uh, the game was fun for guys like me that enjoy good defense, right? This was a just an absolute spectacle by Belichick and Brian Flores and uh, and Wade Phillips. It was just outstanding. Uh but I could understand why people would not think it was very exciting. The closer games are, the less scoring there is. Every single big play mattered, right? That is why I enjoy defensive football games, because it makes things that much more intense, especially later in the game. You just knew with seven minutes left and Brady with the ball and whatnot that you know they were going to go down and score a touchdown. And, of course, they get everybody involved. They got Sony Michelle. They got Burkhead. They got uh, Julian Edelman with a, a long pass. You got Gronkowski with a long pass. It was it was a lot of fun for guys like me that enjoy football, that, that don't want Arena League to take over, which I'm fine with watching touchdowns when it's just whatever, but I, when it's the best of the best, I want to see these guys scheme and go at each other and, and it not just be open space. Right, the Chiefs and Rams was part entertaining and part a travesty because that wasn't what football has always meant to be. There's three phases to the game: defense, offense, and special teams. Both of these teams did fantastic work on special teams, other than both missing a field goal. Um, but the the punting games were outstanding, you know. And if you if you don't like watching punts, then that's okay. But both of these teams understand that to win football games, it's not just about one side of the ball. It's not just one thing. It is all of it wrapped up in one. Now, what surprised me was Sean McVay not having any aggression at all uh, in his offensive play calling. It made no sense. Their defense was playing lights out. I mean, you hold the Patriots to 13 points, you feel like you got a chance there, right? But they... They rarely went downfield. They didn't try any kind of trick plays. They have the talent 
to do it. They've got speed. They've got athletes all over the field. They had the talent advantage in this game. Now, they did not have the experience. And I wonder how much of that played in. I don't think Jared Goff was awful. I think that the the Patriots knew exactly what to do to confuse him. And in doing that, it, I mean, it made their defense look insanely better. But other side of it, the Rams' defense played an outstanding football game. Absolutely outstanding. Uh, 85% of the commercials were not funny whatsoever. And even the ones that were funny, it was you were having to reach, right? I don't know what happened with Super Bowl commercials this year. Little, little bit uh, disappointed in that. It, it was just kind of blah. You know, the the Game of Thrones and and Bud Knight commercial was interesting, but other than that, I mean, it, there was nothing that stood out. You know, the ones that stood out were the politically charged ones, and the Super Bowl used to be a, a uniting thing where everybody got together and laughed and enjoyed themselves, and, and this was just brutal. You know, you you didn't care about watching the commercials this year, and it, that was kind of interesting to uh, to see where nobody eventually, after the first few commercial breaks, everybody just kind of stopped caring, and it was it was weird. Uh, Super Bowl parties are overrated, absolutely overrated. Peter Burns tweeted about this last night, and I agree a hundred percent. I watched with my parents and my wife and my nine-month-old son. And my parents came over to our house. We had a nice dinner. You know, it was a, what buffalo chicken, potatoes, and what buffalo chicken dip and whatever else, right? The Rotel dip and all sorts of other snacks and whatnot. So it was it was a mini party. But for adults means you can actually watch the game. You can actually sit and hear the commercials and enjoy yourself. And I've gone to parties. This is the first time I haven't gone to a party since I was early 20s, late teens. I mean, I I can't even remember the last time I didn't go to a, a Super Bowl party. But this year, you know, I had to be up early to take the kid to, uh, to a doctor's appointment and whatnot. Decided I wasn't going out. I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just hanging out, watching the game. And... It was amazing to me that I could actually sit down and pay attention to everything that was going on without having, you know, people yelling and uh, just distractions, right? There were basically no distractions. And it was really nice to have that. So Super Bowl parties, definitely overrated. Let's jump into Adnan Verk. Now, ESPN leaked this, (laughs) which is funny, right? Because they fired him for leaking confidential information about baseball tonight. Which, on the surface, who cares, right? They, he released information that they were canceling the show. Well, they're canceling the show, so what does it matter? You know, I, I just I didn't understand that. But either way, um, they, they released this information to other news outlets just minutes before the Super Bowl. And I guess they kind of thought, I mean, it's a perfect PR move, right? It's like put it out right before the Super Bowl. That story gets kind of covered up by everything else that's going on. And then you don't have to worry about it. But the way that social media works now, that thing keeps getting shared out, shared out, shared out. Uh, Verk is possibly suing ESPN for the years that are left on his contract because they escorted this guy out. They 
they found that he might have been the one to leak the information to awfulannouncing.com about baseball tonight being canceled. And they apparently went to him, and he did not, quote, fully cooperate with the investigation, whatever that means. So when I first heard this, I immediately thought of all the people that were sharing information with Clay Travis about what goes on inside of ESPN because he got all that information on John Skipper and whatnot from guys that actually work at the company. But you never heard about guys getting fired for that. Vert got fired for, you know, leaking that Baseball Tonight was being canceled. Well, he's the host of Baseball Tonight, or at least one of them, and it's one of the lower-rated shows on the network. So why does any of this matter? Like, why do they care that he released this information? It didn't make any sense to me. Um... Vert possibly suing ESPN. I would imagine he will end up over at the uh, Zone, which is where John Skipper ended up. It's basically the Netflix of sports, right? They've got that huge deal with um, uh, uh, Canelo, right? The the boxer. So I, I found it funny though that they would release somebody for leaking confidential information when a big part of what they do is they hire reporters to get confidential information, and then report on it. I don't think that ESPN has ever stopped somebody from uh, releasing leaked information, right? I mean, doesn't that just sound kind of ridiculous that they have reporters that do this for a living, that ESPN pays, and then they're going to fire somebody for leaking confidential information inside? The, it, it seems a little hypocritical to me. Uh, I'm curious. I'm going to follow this for a while, but Adnan Verk, we're on your side, buddy. Uh, if you ever want to come on the show, we got a spot for you. Art Bryles interviewing for the offensive coordinator position at Southern Miss. This will be a, a media firestorm for a little while. Uh, and I would imagine a week at the most. Generally, stuff like this, 28, uh, 24 to 48 hours, something like that. If Southern Miss can withstand that, you know, if they can withstand it, just you got to be wary of like on campus protests, stuff like that. But uh, if they can withstand the initial media backlash, Art Briles is a hell of a football coach. You saw what he turned Baylor into, you saw what he turned Houston into. The guy can coach offense. His son is still doing it. His son just got the Florida State OC job. I mean, that, but going back to Art, he was largely exonerated of everything that that he was accused of at Baylor. No, he did not run a nice ship there. It was a, a train wreck. But he wouldn't be the head coach here at Southern Miss. Um, there was a reason why Baylor still had to pay Art Bryles. The people that were above him, no, he may not be the cleanest individual, but the people that were above him were found guilty of this stuff, not him. You know, Bryles did his job, and I'm not trying to defend this guy, although I guess it does sound like it, but when it comes down to it, Bryles would be an incredible pickup for Southern Miss if you don't care about all the other stuff. And I don't think that football programs are generally in the business of caring about the off-field stuff. They, they worry about winning. That is what you're hiring a guy to win. If you weren't, Bobby Petrino would have never gotten all these different jobs that he got. 
I mean, period. There's there's a billion bad dudes in college football and in NFL football. So long as you win, people don't really talk about that. The name of our show, for Christ's sake, is Winning Cures Everything. It's true. If Southern Miss brings them in and they start winning, immediately the narrative shifts. So I'm whatever they want to do, that's cool. But it's it's nice to see uh, Southern Miss going out and and trying something different because that program is a train wreck. Now, if they can get by all the other stuff, then okay. If they determine that it is too much for them, I don't hold that against them either. But I don't think that it makes them a terrible football program for hiring or or just interviewing somebody like Art Bryles, right? You start bringing in the other guys, uh, Ian McCall, that was interesting for Liberty to do that. Uh, but the fact that he got a job before Bryles did was even more insane to me. Uh, Kenneth Starr, the chancellor at the time, you know, he, I don't think he's got another job like that. But some of these guys don't belong around 18 to 22-year-old kids. They just don't. I don't know that Bryles does. I don't know anything about all the. I mean, I've read the same things that you have. But, you know, if, if the guy deserves a second chance, then so be it. But at least in this position, he would not be the head coach. And that's the way it goes. So uh, let's move on to the college basketball picks. This is what we did over the weekend. Went uh, 11, 9, and 1. Not great, um, but went 9, 9, and 1 on Friday and Saturday night. Then went 2, 0, and 1 yesterday. Today I got three picks for you. Uh, we are 102, 73, and 3 so far on the season. That's a 58.29% winning percentage. Not too shabby. Uh, Today's picks, we got three of them. I got Northern Colorado minus seven and a half at home. I got Northern Arizona plus five on the road at Eastern Washington. And I've got Northwestern minus three and a half at home against Penn State. So, as always, you can go over to winningcureseverything.com to get the picks. You can go up to uh, winningcureseverything.com to the navigation bar and click on gambling picks. It's right there every day. I put them up in the afternoon. Go check that thing out. As always, thanks to TunicaTravel.com for sponsoring the show. We love you guys. Go check out the gambling picks. Hit subscribe. Hit like. Share the show out. Leave some comments. Let us know what you think. We'll see you guys again tomorrow.